0: Hey, that's nice. Here we go. Hey, girl, you just tuned into the Britney Smith podcast. You're tuned in because either you're an entrepreneur, a mama or both. And sometimes you just need a minute to, well, just be. And on this show, you'll get a lovely mixture of business and branding genius, faith and motivation. And if you're a mama, you understand conversations, because let's be honest, we are fabulously multifaceted and amazing. So thanks for popping by. I'm really glad you're here. Girl, let's get into it here on the Britney Smith podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Brittany Smith podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Ann Smith, and I am super excited because not only are you listening to a new episode, but you're listening to a new episode in season four, where we are interviewing six-figure women, women who are killing the game in their business, serving their clients and living their best life. And so today I have my new friend, Miss Jamie Lynn Weeks, and she is um, the CEO of Soul Solutions and Co. She is a strategic hiring expert. Um, and she knows she knows all the things when it comes to growing your business, growing your team so that you can do more of what you're good at and you can delegate and have the other people do the other things that maybe you're not so great at. And so for those of you who are listening, I know you're not listening by accident. You're listening right now because you're probably in the place, if you haven't already, where you need to expand and you need to hire someone and grow grow your team so that you can grow your business and you can grow your profits and you can grow your impact we just want to grow okay we want to grow and so Jamie Lynn, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. yes, ma'am. yes, ma'am.
0: so Jamie Lynn, let's I always kick off our episodes this way. tell me um in your own words right because I did an intro but in your own words who are you um what do you do who do you serve and why are you the expert in this area?
1: Yeah, so my name is Jamie Lynn. I'm a strategic hiring consultant, um, and I have worked behind the scenes in the online coaching industry for the past seven years. I started out as a virtual assistant, and then I grew into the role of online business manager, and it was really in that role that I first started you know, hi, helping my clients to hire their teams. Um, well, actually, I guess I, I did a little bit of help hiring back when I was a paralegal in my in my past life um so i really started there <laughs> but what being an online business manager showed me was this gap in knowledge when it comes to the hiring process that exists in the online coaching industry and it just really got me thinking okay well if i'm developing this process to help my clients hire exceptional core team members like and every client that i'm working with seems to need this this could be a lot bigger right and so i I struck out on my own. I started this consulting business. um, And that's what I do now. I I specifically help online business owners hire exceptional teams. And it is so fun. I love this process.
0: (laughs) That is so awesome. And I love the fact that you just kind of had that aha moment, right? Like, I'm doing this for these people. And I'm finding that there's a lot more people who need this this can be a business. I'm going to go for it. Um, and so I love that you you express that moment because I think it's important for all of us to know, like you are literally one aha moment away from your best life or your best version of your business or whatever it is that you desire to do. You just say, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Um, so I love that. I love that. So um, in terms of the people that you or like your ideal client, right? The people that you love working with, what are some of the things that they contend with when you present? them, Hey, you need to hire. Like, what are some of the challenges that they face internally that you kind of help them work through?
1: Yeah, I love this question. So my ideal client usually is a solopreneur, um, or they may have already tried hiring before, maybe they had a bad experience with it, or maybe they've got like one or two team members, and they're trying to add another person into the mix. Um, And the thing that I feel like they contend with the most especially if it's their first hire is I don't feel ready or they're intimidated by the hiring process itself. And so they keep delaying it. Um, they just, there's this moment where it's like, that would be nice. It's this, it's a nice to have, but I don't know, like, I love the work (laughs) you're doing, but I don't know if I'm ready for it yet. And I say to heck with that, because if you're in a space where you are, You know, bogged down by day-to-day admin or tech or social media, you're so focused on the day-to-day that you're not (laughs) raising your hand. Yes, (laughs) that you're not you're not as focused on the like big picture and growth, like you were mentioning in the intro. That's that's a good time to hire. So, I, I you know that that moment of like, oh, I'm not ready. Well, okay, well let's get you ready. Let's get you to that place where you're like, okay, I'm ready to to press go on the hiring process now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I think we've all had that moment of like, I don't know about this, but I, I feel like I need it, but I'm not sure. And for me, you know, as a as a solopreneur at the time, I have an assistant now. Um, but it was like, can I sustain this? You know, like I have the money this week, you know, to pay somebody, but am I gonna be able to sustain this business model and support this person? Um, because I'm now responsible, right? For this this income in their lives. And so for me, that was a big thing. Um, Um, But when you talk about getting to that place of readiness, what are some things that a business should have in place or what should I be working on as a solopreneur to make myself ready for my first hire?
1: Yeah, so one of the things that I do right now, because I'm actually, I'm a solopreneur right now, right? So I'm, I know that I want to hire, but my business is not ready, right? And I know this, it's time for me to wait right now. And I have a whole thing about when to hire and when to wait. Um, But some of the things that you can be doing to get ready, no matter what your hiring timeline is, I like to, I have a weekly check-in doc, it's like a business journal that I open up first thing Monday morning, and it's how I close my Friday. And one of the questions that I ask myself every week is, if I had a team, what would I ask for help with this week? And then I pull up my to-do list and go, okay. And some weeks is bigger than others, but it would be like posting to social media, uploading my blog post, um, you know, cross-posting everything. A lot for me, it's a lot of social media. Yeah. Um, downloading my client videos and uploading them to a portal or, you know, just different things that don't require my genius to be done. And so when you get in the habit of making that list, then you can start to see like, okay, like I have a recurring need for this kind That's of support. Good. Um, So that's one of my favorite things to do. The other thing too, is like when you're thinking about tasks for somebody to come in and help you with, it's really important to think about what is revenue generating because you're saying, okay, well, I have the money this week, but I don't know about next week. And so you're having the support from a team is the thing that frees you up to generate more revenue. Right. So If we're looking at, okay, well, and it could be either the activities that your new team member is gonna come in and do are revenue generating, like maybe they're touching leads, a certain number of leads every week, or maybe they're improving the client experience so that then those clients come back and re-enroll or whatever it might be, or they're freeing up your time from the admin and the tech and the social media so that you can focus on the revenue generation
0: that's really good. That's really good. And so I want um, our audience to know and to hear that there is some preparation that's required. Um, one of the mistakes that I made early on when I'm like, I just, I need an assistant and I know I need an assistant, but that was it. And I like went on this hiring spree of like trying to, i interviewing a kajillion people. I posted in all these groups and I got like 30 people to interview And then I hired someone, and I I honestly think that she got frustrated with me because I wasn't able to articulate and really be clear about what I needed help with. I just knew I needed help. I'm like, look just you know come in here and see what you can do because I'm a hot mess, you know and that's that's not enough <laughs> you know and you don't want to subject somebody to that right because how do we feel when we have a client who's not really clear on what they need and what they want and then they're left they leave you to fill in the blanks, right And so you waste time and money that way um, And so to Jamie's point, You want to be able to identify things that you normally need help with or that you would love to like on a regular basis, just have somebody else handle. Um, And then from there, you can determine, I love that you highlighted what is producing revenue, right? And I'm the chiefest of centers even in that because like, oh, social media. But if you don't have a solid social media plan, that's going to get leads that are going to lead to consults that are going to lead to actual business, then social media shouldn't be a priority for you. If that's, if that's not going to lead to actual money. Um, And so it really depends on what kind of business you have. But if you're service-based, social media is a tool, but it's not a a priority, right? Because you really need to kind of get yourself in front of people, but then have a conversation with those people. Um, So what are also some of the, maybe some of the systems that we need to establish in order to be more ready for a, an assistant or our first team member?
1: Yeah. So I use Asana. It's my favorite. Like people will swear if I click up. It's I don't like it personally. I live and die by Asana. Um, it's a project management system. And I assign everything that I'm doing in my business to myself in that program. Um, because I mean, how many times do you scribble stuff down in a notebook and then you never come back to that page or like I Write and dry erase marker on my desk all the time, and then it's like I have no space to work, (laughs) and I just erase it or like take a picture of it on my phone, and then I never look at it. I was gonna say, how often do you get back to that? (laughs) Yeah, no, it it doesn't, right? So it's like for quick notes. Um, So I use Asana, and I assign everything to myself. I like make myself the assignee. I give it a due date, and as much as I can, when I'm like quickly, like, oh, this is a thing that needs to be done. I type in the description, like, this is what's in my entrepreneurial brain right now. Um, And then I put it away for later, right? But then when I come back to it, say it's something I'm like, okay, it's not urgent. I can come back to it in two weeks. I can open it and it's there, right? I can see, oh, okay, this is where my mind was at when I was doing this. And I put links to stuff in there that I want to refer back to. And the reason that I do this is because it builds the habit of delegation. Yeah. It also sets up all the recurring tasks that need to happen in my business. And then it's really easy when you're going to bring somebody in to be like, oh, okay, this weekly recurring thing, I can just change the title of the task to say like for executive assistant at the beginning, for my VA right. at the beginning. And then when they come in, it's really easy to see all of those tasks that say that and just reassign it to them.
0: Right. Right. That's Absolutely. awesome.
1: Yeah. So you're building the habit of delegating it. So when somebody comes in, like it's not going to take a ton of extra time because it's already something that you're doing. Um, And I'll add to this, this is a long answer, I guess. I'll add to this, the stuff that you're doing on on a recurring basis, document it. Like what is your process for that? Write it down in an SOP or screen share it one time on Loom and just talk through it. So that then there's a video tutorial or another tool that I really like lately. It's called Scribe Mm -hmm. Um, and it also records your screen, but it tracks when you click and it creates a written process on the back end. So when you stop recording, it has step one, step two, step three, Mm -hmm. and then you can kind of edit a little bit more robust. Yeah, it's really
0: that's game changing.
1: changing. It is. <laughs> time saving,
0: <laughs> is. game changing. Wow. I'm gonna have to definitely look into that because that's where I'm at, Jamie. I am in the place where I'm like, I know we're getting ready to grow again. And so now we're putting SOPs in place, right? And so I'm doing the videos every time I do something new. I'll go, I'll do in Asana and I'll click record and I'll talk through while I'm doing it. Um, but to have that extra piece, it really eliminates my VA's. Responsibility of having to, you know, type through the steps, but it kind of already gives it to you. So she can like just kind of tweak it so that it's more digestible. Um, but that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, okay. So, so cool. So, tell, talk to us about um, how do we determine? And I mean, I think I kind of have an answer in my head, but I want to hear it from you as the expert. How do we determine who to hire first?
1: Yeah, this is a great one. So, here we're going circling back a little bit to the clarity conversation, what I always tell people to do is define your own role as the CEO or the head of your company first. What are the things that I'm always going to keep, right? Then when that stuff is set aside and taken off the plate, we can see everything else that's happening in the business and really like you want to like Put it into buckets. What is the skill like? What's the skill set that's in this bucket, and what are the tasks that go with that skill set? Because what we want to avoid is bringing somebody in and being like, "Okay, do everything that I don't want to do." Right, <laughs> um, right. You're not going to be happy with their performance. They're not going to be happy doing stuff that's outside of their skill set. It's it's a common mistake and one that should be avoided. So then you know if we're like filling these metaphorical buckets with tasks that belong in skill sets, we can start to see, okay, well, which one is really full or which one is the most urgent and important for me to get off of my plate? What, like you can, you can evaluate what needs to happen first. Most commonly, I think people are hiring a VA, a general VA first, or an executive administrative assistant. It really just depends on your business because maybe the thing you need first is, you know, marketing, or maybe you need a, uh, you know, copy content writer, um, right. not a copywriter, but a content writer to come in and be, you know, drafting all your social media captions and your newsletter or your blog posts or whatever it is. But when we sort of categorize the things that are happening in our business, we can see, okay, well, what, what is most urgently important for me to get off of my plate? And that's your right. first hire.
0: Got you. Awesome. Um, so I want to kind of shift gears a little bit here. Um, talk about your journey from starting your business to your first six figures right like i mean because we all kind of like look from the outside like wow she did it but we also <laughs> know that the entrepreneurial journey is very much a peaks and valleys kind of experience um so like give us some insight like you know talk about when you first started like what your offerings were like and then when you decided to raise your prices like those kinds of things we want we want the juicy stuff
1: <laughs> yeah this is fun because I hit my first six figures last year. Um, and then as, as it goes, I don't think I will hit six figures this year. So it, but it, you know, it will, it will come back. Um, that's how it is. So the journey, you know, when I first started, I was coming out of corporate America. I was a paralegal, highly overworked and underpaid paralegal. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this online business thing. I'm going to be a virtual assistant and I'm going to charge I think my first rate was $20 an hour because it was more than I was making in corporate or maybe it was like 22 or something like that. And I was like, two dollars an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was selling packages of like eight to 10 hours a month. I mean, like my retainers were $360 a month or something like that. Um, And it was like, I had to have all these clients I'd had like way too many clients just to make rent and pay my bills. And it was like, oh, this is not better than where yeah. I came from. This is not better. So right. that's when I decided to, and I did that for a few years. Like I, re- I really did that for a long time. Um, my ending rate as a virtual assistant, I think was like $40 an hour because I'd figured more stuff out. I was like, I'm fast. I need to be compensated for my efficiency. Um, which is something to keep in mind as well. But, um, I, I'm not a fan of hourly. I prefer retainers. Yes. And when I switched to being an online business manager, I, it was, it's so funny to think about. I think I upped my retainers to like $800 a month or something. still like really absurd. <laughs> And I was so scared. I was like, oh, no, my, nobody's going to want to pay me for this. Um, and people did because in hindsight I was going like, oh, like, my gosh. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like at every increase, there was somebody that was going to pay it.
1: There was. Yeah. And also, like, that's so low for the going rate for an online business manager. I mean, those retainers are usually, you know, like 3000 a month or something like that. And so for me being like, oh, it's 800, Ooh. Um, people were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Um, yeah. And so anyway, so when I left like the working in someone's business behind and became a consultant, um, what I started with was VIP days. So if you're not familiar with Jordan Gill and her systems yes. done in a day program,
0: can I just can I just pause real <laughs> quick? I literally. Jamie Lynn, I watched a video yesterday on YouTube and Jordan Gill was being interviewed by someone and it was like about VIP days because I had been toying with this idea for my own business. So I bought her boot camp thing. So I I met Jordan yesterday, like literally oh, no, just met know. her. And like, so this is really <laughs> beyond bizarre that we're even talking about her. But yes, so yes, tell us, tell us about that.
1: <laughs> I did the same thing. I think I was looking on Pinterest for VIP day. somebody had mentioned it to me, and I was like, what's this about? Uh, I found a podcast interview with her, bought the boot camp, and then I signed up for the program, um, and the reason that I did that was because I knew that I didn't want to continue filling my week with nine-to-five work or you know, beyond because we're so passionate about what we're doing. We're like, Oh, just put another pot of coffee on and I'm going to (laughs) work. And I was like, no, this is not sustainable. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, And that is really how I started. My consulting business was with VIP days because you can package all of your expertise into this one day experience. It's amazing. You get so much done and you can sell two or three of them a month and earn, have your 10k months. And then that's your six figure year. I mean, it is just amazing. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, I'm currently building other offers into my offer suite, but that was like the most amazing route to go down for me. And that was, that was the, the path to six figures for me.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm being introduced and warmed up to the idea of, working less and charging more. Um, And like, you know, to your point, if it's something that you're passionate about, I would love to sit down with someone for six hours on a Saturday and build out their whole entire brand. Like that's like what brand in a day? Like you walk away, you have your colors, you have your website, you have your ideal client, you have all the things that you can just go on and, and, you know, be your best person. I made the money and I can go on vacation, you know, right. just because like, you know, so it's definitely an ideal business model um, for, I was, I will even generalizes and thing for women right because like whether you're a parent or not like you have other things going on you know we're multifaceted we've got a lot going on and so to have that that a part of your model um like you said it's brilliant like and then for jordan to be able to like capitalize off of that is like even more okay brilliant er like it's just more <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing and so the other thing i want to highlight here is that you are able to take your expertise and package it in that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, and I think one of the beautiful things about the VIP model is that it doesn't matter what you do. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, there is something you can do to offer a VIP day experience and make those larger sums, you know, at one time in your business. So I think that's awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. So my next question for you is when you hit your first six figures, like, did you celebrate? Like, what, what did it feel like? Like, tell us about the moment for you.
1: Yeah, um, it's so funny because you hit it and you're so, it's almost like you're just so in yeah. everything that it was like, oh, and then I sat down to do, you know, my end of year, like financials and was like, oh my God, that, <laughs> I did do that. Oh my gosh. You know, it's almost like, I, I used to be a pitcher for softball growing up and I threw a no hitter one time. And it was like, while I was in the game, I was just focused on like this pitch, this pitch, this pitch. And at the end of the game, like my whole team just came up and, you know, like all around me. was like, "Ah." I was like, (laughs) what happened? (laughs) No (laughs) hair. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. It was similar to that a little bit. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, just, you know, take a little bit of time off, go celebrate. Like for me there, I live in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. There's this really cool um, restaurant just over the way. It looks like a lighthouse and, you know, you can go sit up at the top of it, get a whole view nice. of the city, have a glass of champagne. And it's just like, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I love it. <laughs>
1: yeah. it's just like, I did
0: that. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a boss. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I think it's important because we don't celebrate ourselves enough. We don't celebrate our wins enough. And one of the other ladies I was speaking to, she even encouraged us to celebrate the small things. Right, you know, like we have to celebrate because business is hard. (laughs) Business is hard. Being in it by yourself is hard. There's a lot that you have to figure out along the way, and so when you do accomplish something like that, like you made six figures on your own, you know, and that's huge. That's amazing. Um, So tell us now that you're, you know, you you've accomplished that goal. Like, what are some of the goals that you have now as you're, you know, moving toward your next level? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, so now I'm going to introduce, yeah, so now that I've, like, established this rhythm, I'm like, okay, well, what else could be going on here, and it's not to fill all the white space that I've, like, beautifully created, but it's just, like, how can I reach more people with this, right, Um, and so I'm currently developing DIY courses, I'm going to create a whole like HR suite of offers that are, you know, like passive income so that I have that as a revenue stream as well. Um, Then ideally bring on a team and be able to offer done for you hiring from A to Z and really just like have a team support that process through to the end, um, which I'm really excited about. And yeah, that's, those are the, the mini goals. Something that I do like to do to celebrate the little stuff is I have this like 2022 document in my CEO folder in my Google drive. and I open it up every month and say, what, what went really well this month? Or what am I proud of in the last 30 days? And sometimes, sometimes there's not a lot, or sometimes it's like, oh, I did hit six figures. Um, Or, you know, just the little things. And I like to, on a day when I'm feeling a little bit down or like, you know, it's just like the world kind of kicked you in the ribs or something. I go open that document and go, ah, no. I'm a badass at what I do. Look at all this really cool stuff that happened this year.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. No, it's, it's important that um, we put these habits in place. Um, And I think you kind of talk about that as well, like some tiny habits that can kind of help you move the needle right in your business. Um, So I I definitely think I need to get more disciplined in that area, right? Like the reflection piece, it's like it's a it's a good idea, but I don't have time to reflect. Like (laughs) uh, but it's definitely a practice that I want to do more of because as you reflect, you exercise your gratitude muscle as well. Um, You know, and that like you said is something that kind of just keeps you present and it helps you remind yourself like, you know what? I'm doing good. Because sometimes you're the only person that's going to tell you that, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in business by yourself, like, you, you know, you can look at your non-existent team, and be like, hey, team, we we did it, guys. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I love that so much. Um, so I have two other questions. One, um, and this probably should have been asked when we were talking about preparing your business for the the first hire. Um, what What is the onboarding process? Like, talk to us about a successful onboarding process. More hiring.
1: Yeah, this is so important because I think I, there was a recent Gallup poll or something that came out and said something like eighty-two percent of employees nationwide feel like they had a terrible onboarding experience or that it wasn't useful. Wow. Um, and and then like half of them leave because onboarding was so bad. And so ugh. yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's not great. Um, so you know, at the very least I say, and this is preparation is to create a a checklist for onboarding. Like, okay, what are all of the the logins that I need to share with this person? What is, you know, the welcome email, maybe make a template. Like this is the welcome email that I send whenever it's somebody's first day. Um, this is where, you know, I need to introduce them to the team. I need to set up a one-on-one meeting with them. In that meeting, I like to go over the job description. Of course, they have read it ideally before <laughs> they accept the Hopefully. offer. Like, then you can, <laughs> then you can go through it together and be like, "Is this clear? What questions do you have?" Or like, "Here are the SOPs that go with this stuff." So you know, show them where to find answers at the very beginning. Um, on that meeting, have them log into everything that they need to log into because you're going to get all the verification codes. And if you're yes. not doing it at the same time, <laughs> you can lose a whole week. Yes. They're like, I don't know. I can't get into Google. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they're texting
0: you at certain hours. If they're, if they're across the, the world, like mine is, you know, it'll be midnight. And she's like, Hey, I need the code for weeks. And I'm like,
1: okay, you know, so it's, right. it's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I feel like I had one more thought about onboarding. Yeah. You just want to make it like a really well, like make sure they're really welcomed, especially if you already have a team, like really welcome them into the team, partner them up with somebody on the team and be like, okay, this is your, this is your buddy. Like if you have questions, they know all of the answers go to them. Um, Yeah. There's just little things you can do in advance and having a checklist on hand, like preparing that in advance makes that first day, especially go really efficiently. like, okay. And this and this and this and <laughs> that. Yes. Awesome. I love a good
0: checklist. I am, oh, yeah. I am a sucker <laughs> for a good checklist. To-do list, yeah.
1: checklist,
0: all the list. I'm here for it. Um, mm-hmm. so my last question is um, can you talk to us about um those of us who have okay? I know I need an assistant, I know that it's something that I just have to do, but I don't have time for the onboarding, the training? Like for me, that was a big a big issue in the beginning where it's like, I know I need to hire somebody, but I don't even have time to train. Like, what do you say to that person who that's their reason for not having hired yet? Like, I, I am just sick to my stomach about the time that it's gonna require to get this person acclimated and actually working.
1: Mm-hmm. To that, I would say, you actually don't have the time not to do this because think about how busy you are without that support. And all of the things that you're not able to get to without somebody taking this stuff off of your plate. So, yes, recording those SOP videos or it's the scribe or the loom or, you know, writing it up, however you want to do it, it is going to slow you down one time. Yes. One time. Yes. And then you have it, right? So, it's like you don't have to stand there and handhold your new hire through everything. You can say, listen, here is this set of videos make sure they're clearly labeled. Like when you're working on your tasks and you're not sure how to do it, go check this video bank first. If something is still unclear, then come ask me a question. Um, And so, yeah, I say it will slow you down one time, one time, but you're doing it anyway. And if you don't ever have somebody come in and take that off your plate, how much time is it gonna take you to do that thing for the next year?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And one thing I had to free myself from was that the videos don't have to be perfect. You know, like, so I have two little ones. I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old. And sometimes they're around when I'm like doing these things. And so you might hear melon in the background or you <laughs> might hear, you know, a baby scream real quick or whatever. Like, and I'm like, hey, that's just Ryan. Don't worry about her. But anyway, it's so like I was saying, like, <laughs> yeah. and you kind of just, you just have to work through um, all of the things to just get it done. Because like you said, it's one time that you do it. And then from there, if, if you've hired the right person, they'll be able to get it and take it and run with it. You know, and I always tell my assistant, like if there's something um, that you can improve in terms of the teaching format, like do it. Like I did my part, you know what has to get done and you know how I've done it. But if there's a better way to do it, a more efficient way to do it by all means, as long as it gets done and the standard, you know, it's excellent standard by the time it's finished, I'm good. Um, You know, and I also am very open with my VA. Like, look, I have popcorn brain. And so when we're meeting, I might be talking about this thing over here and then I'll skip to this really quickly and then I'll come back to that. I may not finish that thing. So be okay with rerouting me back to the thing that we need to finish. Like I'm really open in my communication that way as well to let them know that I'm not perfect um, and I don't do everything necessarily the right way. I just do it my way you know, and so I'm all about efficiency over here. So um, Jamie, this has been awesome. This has really been awesome. So give us like some some parting advice, you know, some wisdom for those of us who are either looking to hire or are just kind of in that place of improving, wanted to improve our teams. Like just whatever, whatever you feel is most important.
1: Um, yeah, I would say... I would say that really getting clarity around what you're looking for help with and starting to prepare a little bit in advance, all the things that we talked about in this episode um, and really give yourself space to make a good hire. So I usually recommend having like a four to six week window, not in the middle of a launch, (laughs) not the day before a launch. Um, We never want to be hiring from that panic state Mm -hmm. where it's just like, I, everything's on fire. I'm going to take the first person that comes along and plug them in and um, we never want to do that. So just like take a deep breath, slow down a little bit, know that this takes time. And if you're willing to commit to, okay, I'm going to set, I'm going to record these videos. The next time I do this, I'm going to go record this and I'm going to spend an hour at the end of my day on Friday and just be like, okay, this is all the stuff that I wish I had help with this week. And now I'm starting to get clarity on my role and take a look at like, okay, well, this is what's coming up in the first quarter, you know, next quarter um, and that I could really use help with. So let me go back, you know, six weeks and say, okay, like maybe this is when I want to start the hiring process and allow for that process to take place because then you're going to find the person who is a really, really, really great fit for your organization.
0: Yes. And that, that to me is, even more important than their skill set and when i when i say that you know obviously you want to hire somebody who's skilled right but chemistry is even more important than their skill set right because if they if they require some training in some areas but they have the potential but your chemistry is great i can work with that but if they're excellent at what they do, but their chemistry, like your chemistry is just not there, you're gonna be more stressed than you were when, before you had an assistant or somebody on your team. Um, so chemistry is definitely important as well. Um, so Jamie, thank you so much for this, this insight. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Um, how do we connect with you? How do we take advantage of what you have going on? Like, tell us what you have for us today.
1: Yeah, so um, all across social media, I'm at Jamie Lynn Weeks. There's no hyphen, it's all together. Um, that's my website as well, where you can learn more about working with me in a hiring VIP day, uh, jamielinweeks.com. And in that day, what we do is we go from, I'm not sure necessarily if this is the right person to hire, but this is who I'm thinking of hiring, to really clarifying everything we talked about here, going through the whole process and setting you up on a timeline um, to get that next perfect person into your company. Um, so on my website, you can read all about that and book a call to chat with me there. And yeah, that's how that's where I am. On the
0: internet. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, ladies, make sure you um, follow her on all the platforms. Make sure you check out her website. It's really pretty um, and <laughs> see how she can help you. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to really look at, because we're now, you know, we're going into the last part of the year, right? I really want you to strongly consider how you can level up your business and how you can hire someone um, maybe at the top of the year, right? So she said it's a four to six weeks kind of window of, you know, preparing yourself. I want you to really strongly consider looking at doing your first hire in 2023 or your next hire, right? Because I'm I'm in the space where I'm like, okay, I can write content but I don't have time to write content, but content needs to be written. So I need to hire somebody to do that, right? Um, So again, Jamie, thank you so much for hanging out with us today, for sharing your expertise, uh, for taking time out of your day in that beautiful city that you're in um, to enlighten us on your six-figure journey and what you do to impact the world. Um, And so ladies, thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week on another power-packed episode of the Brittany Smith Podcast. Bye! Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to leave a comment and then share this episode with another amazing lady who needs to hear today's show. Yes, girl, I'm serious. Just send her the link and say, girl, listen to this. Want to hang out with me every day? Head over to Facebook and join the Female Coaches, Consultants, and Content Creators group on Facebook. Or you can join my mailing list in the links below this episode. Girl, I enjoyed our conversation. Stay amazing. And remember, you are loved, you are needed, and nobody, I repeat, nobody can do what you do the way you do it. See you next time on the Brittany Smith Podcast.